Snipers, you have to see what's happening to the Bitcoin price this Friday as we're heading into the weekend where the markets are the most manipulated due to CME futures being closed. And there are a lot of puzzle pieces that we're going to be talking about today and some scenarios that I'm personally expecting for Bitcoin with the S&P 500 closing the week below its 200 day moving average, the DXY pushing above the 95.885 level, which is an extremely important resistance level. Bitcoin dominance breaking out right now as we're heading into the weekend. And then guess what? The dinosaur gold moving 2% to the upside today for the first time in who knows how long gold has not moved in a while. And then US oil creating new yearly highs, but tech stocks starting to come down. There's a lot to talk about today. Let's just dive into the analysis. First, I want to start with on-chain metrics, daily on-chain exchange flow here. We have a net outflow today coming into the weekend of Bitcoin and Ethereum leaving exchanges about a quarter million dollars of Bitcoin and Ethereum leaving exchanges to come into the week. But we're also going to look at something else called dormancy flow in just a second. But first, I need to pull up these charts because this is the time that we have to look at potential scenarios, talk about important support and resistance levels, as we always do on the Snipers channel. And I'm going to give you guys the most unbiased analysis. But I want to start off with a bullish note and I want to talk about dormancy flow. Dormancy flow pretty much is an indicator that tells you whether long term hodlers are moving their coins or if short term hodlers are moving their coins. And what we saw recently here on January 12th, for the first time since March of 2020, and this has only occurred three times prior, December 2018, January 2015, and November 2011, the value that we saw dormancy flow has indicated a potential bottom. Prior to January 12th, they had only occurred four times, and all of them have marked significant bottoms. And I wanna start the video off with this chart because even though we're going to talk about downside scenarios, that doesn't mean that Bitcoin can potentially come back below 33,000 US dollars. There's still a chance, and I'll talk about what we have to monitor in order for that to be the case, but realize that even for those on the Discord group, we have started to take short positions on altcoins. I think we just took one on Dusk USDT that has already hit profit targets, and we took a short position on Bitcoin a few days ago above 44,000 US dollars. And it's fine to take advantage of short term volatility. But when you're short the market, that's unlimited downside versus when you're long where there's a limited amount of downside. So it's always a lot riskier to short. You want to be in and out of those positions as fast as possible. And I am a Bitcoin bull, but I'm going to give you guys the most unbiased analysis of what we could expect based on extremely important support and resistance levels. Let's dive straight into the chart. First and foremost, what I want you to realize is Bitcoin is playing inside of the range heading into the weekend that has a support of 41,950. And I went ahead and removed the $44,800 level from this chart just for this video, because what I want you guys to focus on right now is the 50 day moving average showing confluence here with 41,950. And for those that have been tuned into the Snipers channel, you know that Bitcoin can potentially even come all the way down to 40,000 and still be in a very bullish market structure of an inverse head and shoulder. And so that's certainly the first downside bullish scenario that we could expect coming into the weekend. And that is assuming that Bitcoin wants to stay and have a cup of coffee 
around its 50-day moving average. Now, why would this be the case for Bitcoin right now to want to stay around the 50-day moving average, which it's already seen some candles close above it, no decisive bullish candles, but it's certainly seen some price action towards the 50-day. Well, why don't we pull up an asset that people have pretty much forgotten about, and that's not gold, but it's going to be lumber. I want to show you guys something very interesting on the lumber chart, because if you don't know, lumber bottomed out in late 2021 around October around 400 US dollars after seeing an initial high of 1700 US dollars in May of 2021 and now we're back up to around 1200 US dollars and what's very interesting is if we were to just take the time frame that we saw the initial death cross when we saw the exuberant upside for lumber why am I showing you guys lumber by the way because we're looking at assets that have seen exuberance after March of 2020 to see how markets have reacted to short-term moving averages. I'm actually considering the daily moving averages right now as short-term because of how much volatility we've seen over the last few weeks. And so if we were to just take the time frame from when the death cross occurred to when lumber had bottomed out, it was about a 15-day time frame, as you can see on this chart. So it bottomed out around 15 to 16 days after the death cross, and then it only saw upside. But here's what's also very interesting. When it first started to fight with the 50-day moving average, it also saw some bearish candles close above it, and it saw some candles test below it, but it stayed at the 50-day moving average. And so if we want to assume that Bitcoin has bottomed out at 33,000, we want to see something similar to this where we stay at the 50-day moving average, we don't go too far away from it, and at most we can come to 40,000 to form that inverse head and shoulder, but from there we can potentially still see upside. Why wouldn't we see that when there are many indicators, not just the dormancy flow. If you watched our video yesterday, if we were to even just pull up the 50-day moving average, for example, I think I have another chart here I can show you with the 50-day moving average. Every time Bitcoin has crossed above its 50-day moving average in the past, look at, one and two, it formed a new all-time high. Look at one, two, and three, it formed a new all-time high. And then right now we're at number three. Is it going to see continued upside? We're seeing so many bullish indicators for the Bitcoin price. We're heading into the weekend, Bitcoin and Ethereum leaving exchanges. There's still this opportunity that we've bottomed out at 33,000 and we're going to come and test 50,000. And that's why 40,000 US dollars is extremely important to watch. And if we see what happened to lumber happen to Bitcoin, then ideally we want to stay and have a cup of coffee around this 50-day moving average, which is sitting just above 41,950. And even if we see some candles come below 40,000, what do we want to watch for? Well, I'm going to be looking at the hourly chart first and foremost, and we can already see here heading towards 41,950. Look at this institutional volume that keeps on catching price. Institutions are eating up these prices for Bitcoin and they have no problem putting the brake on price action to the downside. And so that's very clear. We want to see some more strength and decisive volume coming below 41,950 if that's the case. But of course, all in all, for the bullish scenario to play out, we have to cross above the major resistance that we've been monitoring. And that's going to be 44,800. And so We've all been watching this $44,800 level. I'm not going to go too far into it, but at any point in time, if we cross above $44,800, then 
that right there, hourly and four hour candles. We have yet to get decisive hourly and four hour candles is all we need. See, we've yet to get that. We've, we've seen some candles close above it on the hourly, certainly not four hour candles. And so we need hourly and four hour and we can see 50,000. Our first upside target being 49,700, as you guys know. Now, let's address some of the revolving parts of the market. So if we look at what's happening to Ethereum, this is no surprise. We're seeing more weakness with Ethereum than with Bitcoin on this downside move. As a matter of fact, it's rejecting its 50-day moving average. And this is totally expected because what do we have to assume is happening right now? If Bitcoin dominance is starting to break out, we covered this triangle that was forming on the micro time frames. So you can see it has broken out this ascending triangle and Bitcoin dominance is heading towards the midpoint of its range around 44% right now, currently sitting at 43%. What does that mean? Well, why would people move into Bitcoin, let's say if you hold bags of Luna or Sand or Cardano or the Binance coin or whatever altcoin it might be, why would you move into Bitcoin, right? Why is Bitcoin dominance, which means that the market cap of Bitcoin against altcoins is starting to increase against altcoins? It's because there's fear in the market and Bitcoin will always see less downside than these altcoins because it has a larger market cap. It's a safer asset. That's why it's the digital version of gold, right? And so for seeing Bitcoin dominance move up, that's an indicator that we're potentially seeing some fear in the market. Does that mean that the market has to dump? No. What that could mean is we see some sideways price action, but some altcoins may not perform as strong and we could potentially see some altcoins bleed out against Bitcoin if we see decisive moves to the downside. But with Bitcoin sitting at such low levels right now, we have to ask ourselves the question, what are the fundamentally sound altcoins? Because that's really all that I think matters about the Bitcoin dominance chart showing upside and the altcoins outside of Ethereum looking like it wants to break down, testing this support for the sixth time. You knock on the door six times mama's gonna answer right and so if this starts to push down it's no big deal uh, in 2017 and 18 Chainlink, for example did extremely well even though altcoin dominance was coming down and bitcoin dominance was coming up because it was a fundamentally sound coin so like let's say the luna ecosystem for example right Terra, they have their own stable coin and every time there's more stable coin minted it actually burns luna and so something like that for example is a fundamentally sound coin if we look at the Binance coin, for example, they're constantly burning coins, right? These are coins that have use case, even OMI, right? In the NFT space, if we see more companies on board in the NFT space, these are the type of coins that could see continued upside. That's why in 2021, OMI, one of the top performing coins, Axie Infinity, why is that performing? So a GameFi, people are still playing the games. They might play the games more in a bear market than in a bull market. And so, we could still see upside in some altcoins. That's why it's important to stick to the fundamentals because when it comes to technical analysis, it's only 10%. The other 10% is fundamentals and then 80% is psychology. And so we teach the psychology on the Traders Profit Club course. And so we've started to take some short positions on some altcoins, no big deal. Shout out to those in the Discord. We have the number one cryptocurrency Discord group in the world. And so with altcoin dominance coming down, Bitcoin dominance moving up, I'm not too worried about it. We just have to realize the fact that it's indicating the sentiment is shifting towards fearfulness. And so the DXY coming in to close the week back above the 50 day moving average 
and 95.885. That's exactly what we didn't want to see. So this is a puzzle piece that if on Monday we see continuation and decisiveness above this level, that could be a concern in the more macro. I don't think we could say that we have decisiveness yet. There's a reason they did this on a Friday to close the week. They want to keep everyone on the edge. And even the S&P 500 has rejected the 100-day moving average. We talked about it. A dollar short of the initial high from this ABC correction. And so it looks like there could be a potential that we see this. How are we going to confirm that? We have to wait until markets open on Monday. But I'll tell you what, markets are closing and we're still staying above the initial low. And so we've only formed a higher low so far. And that tells me that Bitcoin certainly is not going to dump below 33,000 on the weekend, at least for the most part. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty confident it's not going to do that. So with the S&P 500, yes, it's a bearish puzzle piece, but there's also some bullish puzzle pieces that are on the table. Gold, right? A great storage of value. It's pushing up, but it's not breaching some highs that it's tested in the past. And so I wouldn't say there's a decisive break yet. We've seen gold do this before. No big deal. What we do want to pay attention to, though, is the U.S. oil price. New yearly highs to close the week. That's a very good thing. And so that's a bullish puzzle piece, in my opinion. Uh, and then if we look at lumber, uh, it, it did uh, sort of gap up um, over the last few days. Uh, and it's been showing a lot of strength. Uh, but what I wanted to show you about lumber was really the correlation of that death cross to when it bottomed and then how it just continued to see upside. Uh, now the VIX, it is spiking up, but we've seen these sort of sub spikes in the past where it spikes, hits the resistance, sub spikes and comes back down. Spikes, hits the resistance, sub spikes, comes back down. And so could we say that this is the worst of it? Could we say maybe during this weekend, Bitcoin is just going to see its final move to the downside before seeing 50,000 to form another higher low. I think that that's certainly on the table. And to wrap up with Bitcoin, I just want to emphasize here what you have to monitor on the weekend is going to be first and foremost 41,950. If we breach below this level, 38,000 is the next level of support inside of this range. If we come down to 38,000, I think that Bitcoin is potentially going to break out of this channel and come down, maybe back down potentially towards the twenty-five dollars to $26,000 level. I know that's a bearish target, but I don't want to see Bitcoin come and test 38,000. I know a lot of people want to see that. I don't want to see that. I think it's too far away from this 50-day moving average. I would only accept 40,000 to assume further upside in the immediate short term. You know, we certainly could have rejected this head and shoulder neckline that we've been monitoring for those that don't know what i'm talking about if we see a rejection here it wouldn't be a surprise for those that have been tuned in the sniper's channel because we know there's a head and shoulder pattern here i'm actually going to draw it out for you guys and this head and shoulder pattern is what we've been monitoring let's just put it on the chart one more time because i think it's important to uh to see the head and shoulder pattern. So from August of 2021, we formed the left shoulder into September of 2021, and then we formed a new all-time high. 
in November of 2021. That was the head. And then we saw this initial wick come down to form this left shoulder or this right shoulder, I'm sorry. And so right here is the head and shoulder pattern. And you can see if we were to just extend this neckline, this neckline right here is exactly where we're seeing resistance pretty much. And so, uh, so just to draw this out for you, when you see a head and shoulder pattern, typically there's at least one test of the neckline. If that neckline is a resistance and it rejects the price that shows and fuels more bearish price action. And so coming below that $40,000 level, I think we could see some further lows, uh, but I, I would certainly expect the bottom to be there, uh, but it would probably be a prolonged downward trend. Uh, what we also want to realize is if we look at the monthly open for Bitcoin right now, let's just pull up this monthly open. Uh, it's currently sitting right above 38,000. And so uh, that's why I don't want to see 38,000. I want to see this monthly open get tested because that would be the biggest concern for me. And that would actually make me assume that it's not a higher low that we're forming and that we're coming to form a lower low. And so if that lower low comes to the table, we already tested the major macro channel support, which was at 33,000. And, you know, I think that one thing I want to address is yesterday we saw the CPI numbers come out and we saw price action initially react to the downside. And so some people were shorting that area at 44,800 to that news. And then we saw the whales come in and clear those shorts out. We took a short position when we first tested 44,800, not when we sat there and had a cup of coffee. We took a long position when we first tested 33,000, right? So it's, it's not about the second test. That's where you can get faked out. That's where your probabilities are a lot less likely to play out. You want to take the first test when it comes to the trading. And so I think that this is something I want to emphasize, especially for those inside of our discord group is we're very adamant about taking the first test, right? Taking the trade on the first test, because that's where you'll see a reaction. The second test is not a guaranteed reaction. Uh, so if we come back down to 33,000, could we, or even 34,000, could we assume a fake out to break that level? I think that that becomes even more probable because the markets always do the opposite of what traders expect. So we have a channel, a macro channel from 64,000 to 66,000, and then we have the 28,000 to $33,000 support. We already tested that. We come back down. If we test 38,000, I believe that that support is gonna get tested again, and the likelihood that, that holds again and a fake out not to happen is pretty low in my opinion. I think that it'll want to break that 33,000. And now we have to test 30,000, 28,000, 26,000, one of those areas. So 38,000 is a key level to watch on the weekend if we break below 41,950 because that's the range that we're in. If we break below 41,950 with decisive hourly and four hour candles, preferably we see a wick. We don't see a full four hour candle. Or if we do see one, a four hour candle with bullish symmetry below 41,950 and that could confirm that inverse head and shoulder pattern. We stay next to that 50 day moving average like lumber did. And then we just keep moving the train to the upside. Thank you all for tuning into the Cypress channel today. Hope you enjoyed this Friday update. Have a great weekend. 
I appreciate each and every one of you. If you support this content, smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. Smash the like button for Will Clemente, the best on-chain analyst in the market. I've been watching a ton of his videos. Such a bright individual. And with that, I'm going to head back to the resort, and I'll see you guys later. Until next time, snipers.